Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Dr. David Oyedebo, the presiding bishop of Winners Chapel International, to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppression of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Hallelujah. Can somebody lift up his voice and just give God thanks? He has done so much for us. Let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of life. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate you, Lord. Give him praise from the depth of your heart. Yes, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our boots. You are Yahweh. Hey, you are Yahweh. Worship Him in the beauty of His holiness. You are Yahweh. Lepra kosa taya galabrosi yaraba. Transform our lives this morning. Let there be supernatural restoration for everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ. Good news. Today, the 27th of September, is our father's birthday, Bishop David Oedeko. Are you glad to hear that? Come and shout, happy birthday, daddy. Happy birthday, daddy. Praise the Lord. God has done a great thing in our midst. Six years of grace. You are going to lift up your voice and thank God for it. Lord, thank you for your grace upon your servant. 
Give him thanks, Lord. We thank you for the grace, for your strength upon his life. Oh, Father, we thank you. You have kept your son healthy, strong. Give God thanks. Give God praise. Lord, we thank you for daily inspiration. We thank you for the strength you have given to your servant. Thank you, Jesus. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for Bishop David Oireko, your son. Lord, we thank you for your hand upon him. The enemy has not exerted upon him. It's because you have been by him. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We are going to be praying for fresh grace upon his servant. Lord, release your fresh grace upon your servant. Lift up your voice and pray this prayer. Lord, release your fresh grace upon your servant. The grace for maximum impact. The grace for maximum impact. Fresh grace. Fresh grace. Fresh grace. Fresh grace upon your servant. We ask for fresh grace. We ask for fresh grace. We ask for fresh grace. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, we have prayed. Lord, speak to your people in clear terms. Let everyone return transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Celebrate Jesus with a clap. Celebrate Jesus as you have your seat in his presence. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to see you today. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. The Lord has kept every one of us alive. To him be all the glory. Praise the name of the Lord. And I believe God that a part of the joy that's it like shining light that will shine more and more shall be your experience in the name of Jesus Christ. You won't have any reason to be locked down anymore in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. The theme of the month has been godliness is profitable unto all things. Godliness is profitable unto all things. And this is the part 4A of this message. Godliness is profitable unto all things. Just as godliness is profitable, it is also costly to live in ungodliness. That is why we have been considering understanding the cost and the cure of ungodliness. Understanding the cost and the cure of ungodliness. Godliness is profitable, but to live an ungodly life is costly. It is dangerous. Mostly, the cost of ungodliness is irreparable most of the time, except for repentance. Except for God's mercy. Only God knows how many drunkards have ended up losing the organs, their body, the organs of their body for it. Except for God's mercy. Most of the damages it does to people can be hardly recovered from. Is it about sexually transmitted diseases? HIV and the rest of so apart from the spiritual undertone, we ask also the physical undertone. That is why we must live a godly life. We must continue to live a godly life, not a team of the month, but a team of your life. Not the thing because somebody will say, oh, thank God this godly message, godliness message, the thing has been hot all this month. And thank God we are resting from it. No, it's not a thing of the month, it's a thing of your life. Godliness is so if you want to end the profit, return to your old life. If you want to keep the profit, continue to be godly. 
And we have been considering why exercise ourselves unto godliness. We have some of the costs of ungodliness and that's what we have been looking at since the month began. The cost of ungodliness. We say ungodliness is costly. Some people have lost their womb to ungodliness. They were telling them as youth, hey, stop it. This is not good. This is not, no, they won't stop. And then goes to do abortion. And before you know, the womb is out. And he gets married. And then the man needs to now join her in prayer for what he is not sure of. A lot of people die prematurely because of carelessness of yesterday. Tied to ungodliness. But for you, exemption shall be your portion. Number one cost of ungodliness this morning is that it blocks access to supernatural breakthrough. It blocks your access to breakthrough. Instead of breakthrough, what you experience is breakdown. When you live a godly life, what you have for now is temper. It is temper. If you want a permanent blessing, live godly. It blocks access to supernatural breakthrough. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 23. The Bible says, turn you at my reproof. No matter how far you have gone doing the wrong, when it tells you turn. One of the things that um, hinders people from turning is what people will say. Now my friends will be drinking now and I can't drink again. You will sink. Ah, I can't go to party again. Don't, that, that is what salvation means to you. So you are cutting your hands, taking your fire, your life from their hands. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. What does that spirit carry? Breakthrough. I will make known my words unto you. That's Proverbs one twenty three. I will make known my words unto you. Your turning determines how you return. Either we break through or we break down. Your turning. Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. When he reproves you, when something tells you that what you are doing is wrong, turn. Because you might not have another opportunity to turn. So turn from where you are. Say, hey, this thing is wrong. Everyone has a time where God will always speak, sir. Stop it. Stop it. When you refuse to hear the whistle of the hunter, which is the Holy Ghost, there's a repercussion for it. It reproves us. Please, let's stop. Don't give excuse for sin. You are squeezing out your destiny. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee and the Gentiles shall come to the light and kings to the brightness of arising. Iniquity is the work of darkness. It will hinder your light. Arise, shine. There is light everywhere but you can't shine because of iniquity. Iniquity makes the light of man to dim. It dims the light of man. That is why we must stay away from sin. And we have tried as much as possible to break down what sin is. He that knoweth what to do and refuse to do it to him is a sin. James chapter 4 verse 17. You know what is right. Please do what is right. Don't do what is popular. Do what is right. 
Righteousness, the Bible says, engenders breakthrough. Sin engenders breakdown. Because righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. You will not see reproach. Number two cause of ungodliness is that it destroys destiny. No matter how big, how great that man is, when he is into sin, he's heading for destruction. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. The Bible says, Pride goeth before destruction. Pride goeth before destruction. And at all his spirit before a fall. So at the doormat of a proud man is destruction. At the doormat of a proud man is destruction. Pride, overestimation of self. Me. Why can why will you talk like that to me? And the Bible recognized that you are made clean. He said, from dust we came, from dust we will return. That should humble us. He said, we cannot add a strand to our hair. That should humble us. No matter how your pro pro program is, no matter how pro programmed your life has been or will be, sir, sin destroys destiny. There was this man called Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel chapter 4 verse 30, the Bible said, the king spake and said, is not this great Babylon, Proverbs 4.30, that I have built for the house of the king by, the might, by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. Please keep your CV, sir. Your CV can deceive you. If God touched the brain, you will see the uselessness of his CV. Now, a man can have good CV, but when he's in sin, what is the use of the CV? Sir, Nebuchadnezzar messed up. He started bragging before the Almighty and God touched his brain. The man started barking like dog. Start behaving like an animal. I guess his wife would be the one, first one to open the door. Come and go. He went into, 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 into the, the wilderness. He ate like an animal. Why? God touched his brain. Why? Because he was proud. Arrogant people are contesting against the Almighty. That was what Lucifer did that brought him down. Everyone that is pompous, please be careful. When people applaud you, please return it to God. Return it. If you want to live long, learn to return the glory to God. When you sit down and you are angry that they didn't thank you, they didn't thank me, they didn't thank me. When you sit down and you talk like that, what you are saying is that give me my glory. He said, My glory will I not share with any man. Please drop pride before pride sinks you. Drop pride. Drop pride. Keep it away. Keep it aside. Because God resists the proud. Meaning God becomes the enemy of a proud man. He organizes obstacles against him to show that he's God. You will not go into contest with the Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ. Drop pride. Pride can sink any destiny. Number three. It engenders untimely death. It engenders untimely death. You can't be a criminal and live long. You can't be a deceiver and live long. It's the Bible that says it, not me. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. The Lord speak, the Lord searched the hearts. I tried the reins, even to give every man according to his ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. 
as a partridge seated on eggs and hatched them not. So he that getteth riches and not by the rights shall leave them in the midst of his days. Meaning he will not live long, he will enjoy it. So sign in for righteousness. What is the use of wealth when I won't enjoy it? He said, and at his end shall be full. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20. Ezekiel 18 20. He said, the soul that sinned, it shall die. So it is not the soul that carried gun alone that sinned. What is sin? You know it. If you claim you don't know what sin is, you are a liar. In fact, you are committed to sin. Every man who sin, we only pretend not to. The Bible said, the soul that sinned shall die. There is no interpretation. It dies physically. In fact, you have to die first spiritually before it dies physically. So, you will not die. But how to elongate our life is to live according. What more? It blocks access to eternity with Christ. Listen, there is life after now. Life does not end now. There is life after now. It is not old story. There is no uh, new age Christianity. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Don't wait until somebody says you went to hell and come back. Say it's real. Accept it. It's real. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. So, in case somebody is telling you, we show you the way to heaven. Outside righteousness. Forget it. Neither fornication or fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness. The list is endless. Nor drunkards. Nor drunkards. Nor revealers. Now I'm just taking a little. I'm just taking a little. It's from a little that it captures you. Nor extortioners. You're taking bribe. So you cannot make heaven. None of them shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11. And such were same of you. But ye are washed. May you be washed. But ye are sanctified. May you be sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus. May you be justified. And by the spirit of our God. So if you want to make heaven. We must stay away from sin. Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and women still listen there. The sorcerers, you are, you are consulting. After you finish service, you still call somebody and say, help me check it. There's somebody you are sending money to at home to help you go and check. You have contributed in it. God hates it. You are contesting against your maker. We will not break you in Jesus' name. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Whatever you see in Revelation, please be careful. It's true. <laughs> it's in Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. There are some scriptures you don't read every day. Please read it. Tell yourself the truth. 
you will make heaven. What is the use of your fasting if you won't make heaven? What's the use of your Christianity if you won't make heaven? Why do it halfway? Why not do it fully? May the grace to be committed to the end be released to every one of us in Jesus' name. Now to deal with the forces of ungodliness, take note of this. Number one, we must engage purging and purifying ourselves. You must learn to purge yourself. When you can't convince yourself that you have committed a sin, you are in trouble. I have committed a sin. Tell yourself, go for purging. Lord, have mercy on me. I am sorry. Lord, purge me. Go for a retreat of his word. I don't want to do it again. What does it take not to commit this sin again? Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in the great house, such as this, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor, and some to dishonor. You won't be a vessel to dishonor. Where people will say, if this is Christianity, I'd rather remain neutral. It's a vessel unto dishonor. Where people vow some vows because of somebody's character. They are a vessel unto dishonor. Verse 21. He said, if a man therefore purge himself from this, you see where purging comes, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So if good work is what you desire, if blessings of God is what you desire, then purification is important. We must purge ourselves. We must put ourselves. Purification requires personal responsibility. Until you are purged, you cannot be cured or pure. Until you are purged, you cannot be pure. Just like we wash dishes daily, we must learn to wash our hands daily. With the word, number two, to deal with the forces of ungodliness. We must strive to cast off every unwanted habit by engaging the name of Jesus in warfare. Engaging when something is sinking your destiny, you need to react against it. Don't say this is one of these, my brothers. I've tried. No, it is time for you to war in the name of Jesus. Why the name of Jesus is a strong tower, the righteous run into it is safe. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 10, it said that all at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So when you call the name of Jesus, that habit bows. The little foxes bow at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So this switch of righteousness, switch off unrighteousness. The switch, when you turn on the switch of righteousness, you switch off unrighteousness. Turn on that switch of righteousness. And like we said, that righteousness is just making right choices per time. Making the choices according to the template of Jesus. Making right choices per time. May God embrace every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know, today is our covenant day of restoration. God is about to restore somebody in hundredfolds. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have lost in the time past, God is about to restore you. In the name of Jesus Christ. What is restoration? What is restoration? Is to return to original state. In the garden, God created man and created everything. I said, what everything he created was very good. But when the enemy came, he tampered with what was good. So at the covenant of restoration, we return to originality. We return to the garden of Eden. Meaning from today, you begin to experience the garden of Eden afresh. In the garden of Eden, there was no sickness. So God never created a sick being. There was no place meant for burial. In the garden. That is why no one will die young here. What does it mean? What does restoration mean? Is to return, to return or restore. It is to restock. It is to repair. It is to replace. It is to repay. That is restoration. Restoration means to restore. To restock. To repair. To repay. I see God restoring you in under fools. Whatever has been taken away from you shall be restored. John chapter 10 verse 10 said, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Just look back. Whatever you had before that you don't have anymore, God is about to restore it. Whoever you have been before in God, that you are no longer there, you want to be there, may God restore you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why do we need restoration? We serve a God of restoration. That is what he does. He's God's hobby to restore. He loves to restore. He loves to restore. He restores, among other things, the following. I mentioned five for this service and five for the second service. What can be restored? What can be restored? Number one, your soul can be restored. In Psalm 23, verse 3, He restored my soul. He restored. So God can restore your soul. No matter how bad it has been. People have called you names. This one is good for nothing. God can restore God can restore. You are not the first to be called names. A lot of people have called names. They've called you arm robber. They've called you thief. Good for nothing. You can't make it. But listen, God is about to restore your soul. When the soul of a man is restored, everything will be restored. Number two, what can be restored? Health can be restored. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. The Bible says, For I will restore health unto thee. So it doesn't matter how your health is. No matter the sickness in the blood. He said, I will restore it. I will restore it. I will restore health unto you. May God restore somebody's health. Now, if the thing has been damaged, it is not difficult for the one that created to replace. If organ has been damaged, if womb has been damaged, God can replace it. No matter what it is, I decree a replacement for you. What's more? Fortune can be restored. Fortune can be restored. Maybe there are things you had, properties you had, buildings you had that were stolen. God can restore it. How do I know that? In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3, the NIV version says it clearly. It said, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. The Lord your God, who is restoring it? Now, if man say he wants to restore, it might disappoint you. But when the Lord your God says so, nobody can stop it. May God restore. May God restore fortune. In the name of Jesus. The money has finished your bank account. He said he wants to restore. 
You see, when restoration comes, it, it is fast-tracking your destiny. That's what it does. It fast-tracks your destiny. What's more? Number four, wasted years, like we read in the call to worship. Wasted years. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. He said, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts has eaten. I will restore to you maybe the years you wasted in school. Maybe the years you wasted in a relationship you thought was going to become a marriage. What was going to become married and never became one, God can restore. Now, how does God restore such a situation? Now, when people are already married ahead of you, your mates, and then God decides to give you the one that will reduce your prayer points, they are restored. You know, there are some marriages who pray a lot. Oh, Lord, let my husband come back today without drinking. So when your own comes, he comes without drinking. He doesn't like to drink. He hates drunkenness. He hates anything like that. God has restored. There are some people that pray, pray, oh Lord, let there not be fight today. As he's coming, they are praying that there won't be fight. But when God restores, he gives you a peacemaker. Are you getting restoration now? Now, some of them have given birth. Two, three children. Maybe you even help them to carry it. Carry the children, the babies. When God restores, he gives you your own three, one city. You get it? No double registration at Nata. Those things can be stressed with one pregnancy. No double scanning. One scanning. Everything once. It gives you, that's restoration. So whatever you desire is available for you. God will restore. Now your mates have gone ahead of you. Maybe they have jobs now. Doing well, buying good cars. But when you begin to employ people, God has restored you. Because they might need to leave that job and submit CV again. But you don't need to submit any CV anywhere. Restoration. God will restore. And then number five, like I said, marriage can be restored. Marriage can be restored. In case a man walked away, he can walk back. Restoration. Restoration. May God restore in Jesus' mighty name. But in a clear time, what are the qualifiers for supernatural restoration? Qualifiers for supernatural restoration. Number one, like I said, your soul is the first thing. Be born again. Nothing will be restored if you are not in crisis. Life will be full of crisis without Christ. That is why you must stay with Christ if you must see restoration. Return unto me, I will return unto you. In case the devil took something from you, he will return it to you when you return to him. So, it means the problem is not from God. It's from you. You refuse to return. The day you return, he restores. When we say return, we are talking about returning full. Return 100%. Not one leg in, one leg out. You see these things, we have to just be mixing it. You can't mix it here, you see. If you can't beat them, you join them. If you join them, you go to hell with them. That shall not be your experience. So, if you want to experience restoration, it begins with Christ. Romans chapter 3. Verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we must plan, prepare to stay away from sin. We must be born again if we must see the hand of God, the help of God. You must return to the Lord in full repentance. You must return to the Lord in full repentance. Not partial one. Number two, seek for revelation of the world in that area of challenge. The word of God brings about light that shatters darkness and gives you your inheritance. In Acts of the Apostle, chapter 20, verse 32, Paul speaking, he said, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance among them that are sanctified. I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. So the word of his grace is needed for restoration. 
there is a word of his grace. When the word comes, like it came unto Jacob, the word came in just one word. You don't need too many. Not cramming scriptures now. He sent a word unto Jacob. That word lighted upon Israel. So one word for you that affects your generation. That is what we are talking about. He gave God someone the word. Matthew 6, says 3, and many are plugging into it today. They are celebrating also. You will also celebrate. So you need relevant scriptures, understanding of scriptures. In that area, you desire restoration. What has the word of God? What is it that you have seen in the world that qualifies you for what you are asking? Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Go for it. Go for revelation. Remember the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 32, and ye shall know the truth. Say the truth that you know shall make you free. May God's word make you free. Be committed, number next, commit, commitment to serving God and the interest of his kingdom. Commitment to serving God and the interest of his kingdom. Restoration is meant for servants. You serve God, you are restored. You refuse to serve him, you, you remain there. So if you want to be restored, serve God. Don't be an onlooker in the house of God. What a joy, the church of Jesus is open. And we are on reaching out to souls. Everyone is expected between now and the end of the year to come with minimum 10 souls. It is time for us to wake up to catch up. It is time for us to wake up to catch up. Hey, Corona. Corona is not the thing anymore, sir. We are the issue now. That's why we need to reset so that we can move forward. You need to reset to assess. If not, you will operate. Corona has come. You will still be operating like someone that Corona is around this, this house. Corona has left us now. Let's leave Corona alone. It's time for you to... I'm not saying you don't do social distance. I'm not saying you shouldn't observe those things. But let your mentality begin to change, sir. If not, you will live in the past. You have bills to pay. That's why you have to be serious with God. So that he can take care of your needs. You know what he said? He said, you come unto me. All you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. So to get the rest, you must serve him. It's time for you to serve him. So that you can restore whatever you lost from the beginning. 184 days or 85 days of um, all manner of things that we have not seen in our time. 184 days of losses, as it were. But God is about to restore. So it's not a coincidence that God said he wants to restore. May he restore everything in full. Over six months. Over six months. A businessman that closed for that period knows what I'm talking about. Over six months. Most of the time, we are so careless that we just, we just relax. But see, people that advance in it, they see that to calculate the losses. Yes. They say, come on. I need to return. I need to recover. You see so many shops close today. They move from big malls to small malls. No, it's not as if they feel like doing it. It's a challenge. But you have gold. You won't close down. Your business will not close down. Your career will not close down. Even if they need to sack person, anyone there, they won't sack you. Do you know the secret? Kingdom service. It's time for us to wake up. Nobody is holding you down. Wake up. Wake up. You that sleep it. Wake up. It's time for you to wake up. To responsibility. You are a believer in case you forgot. Let me tell you again. You are a Christian. Return to church. In case you are watching from home, come back to church. Come back to where? Mount Zion. I said last week, it is relieving to connect online but it is more fulfilling to be in church some fellows are still there 
listen, come back. You go to malls. We even meet. They greet me. Pastor, God bless you, sir. Let's meet here, too. Hey, Corona, Corona, how do I share our bill? Oh, they give you change and you collect it. Didn't they give you coins inclusive? You squeeze it and exchange it. <laughs> Please, let us, let us relax. Corona is not your portion. Please, serve. it's time to serve. If you must recover, you must serve. You must serve. Praise the name of the Lord. In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, 3 to 6, 12 to 15, we see there clearly the people had a lot of challenges. And then they vowed to serve the Lord. And God gave them rest round about. Rest shall be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. What more? Settle down in the house of God. I just spoke about it now. Settle down in the house of God. Settle, settle, settle down, settle down. Don't be here and there. Settle. Let God know you. Where we send the angel to you. There's a place for you. Obadiah chapter 17. And the place is Zion. Settle down in Zion for your blessing. Settle down in Zion for your blessing. What's more? Receive the prophet sent to us. God's servant Bishop is a prophet of our time. Everything he says, please take it, sir. Don't argue it. Don't debate it. By a prophet. He brought them out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he will preserve, meaning he will restore them by a prophet. One word from your prophet will settle you permanently. May you not miss the blessing from the prophet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Either receive a prophet, in the name of a prophet, Matthew 10, 40 to 41, shall receive the prophet's reward. That shall be your experience in Jesus' name. What more? Please believe God for supernatural restoration. Believe God for it. Believe God. Have faith for it. That God can restore. Please, if you write off your case, nobody can write you in. It's time for you to believe. My case is not closed. God says he will restore. Please allow him to restore. And what more? Engage in the cry of faith. The cry of faith for restoration. Engage in the cry of faith. The cry of faith. We saw Jabez did it. And then he was restored. We saw Jacob did the same. He was restored. A cry of faith. Blind Bartimaeus cried out. He was restored. It is your turn to cry out. And finally, thanksgiving, praise, and rejoicing brings about restoration. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Although a fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in vine. That is obvious situation. To man, that is a fact. But to God, that is not it. Verse 18, he said, yet I will rejoice. That is what we must do. Even though things look bad, refuse to be sad. I will rejoice. When there's life, there's hope. The man that is dead does not have this opportunity. When there's life, there's hope. Rejoice. The Bible says rejoice. And I say again, rejoice forever. You know why I say you should rejoice? Because there are tendencies that you might not want to rejoice. No matter how things look, please rejoice. There is hope for you. Tell yourself there's hope for me. And verse 17, look at hope. He said, the Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like the hands feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. That is where you'll be found. I said, that is where you'll be found. Rise your feet and begin to cry unto the Lord. Father, this is the area I desire restoration. 
I have mentioned several areas you need a restoration in the areas of wasted years. You need restoration of health. Let the Lord know what you don't say you cannot receive now. Lord, I desire restoration in business. Is somebody praying? I desire restoration in my career. I am tired of servanthood. I want to begin to be the one to employ others. I am tired of slavery. Lord, it's time to restore as the Lord will restore you. Lord, restore my wasted years. Father, restore. Lord, restore. Lord, restore. Restore my marriage. Restore my fortune. Restore my health. Pray to the Lord. Lord, restore. Restore. The wasted years. Restore, Father. Lord, I desire your restoration. Supernatural restoration. Supernatural restoration. Supernatural restoration. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Like we said, Major key to restoration is to return to him. Just in case you have left him, return to him. Maybe you missed it, reconnect to him. When you reconnect, you recollect. When you reconnect, he restores. Somebody is here right now, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Place your right hand in your chest as I lead you in this prayer right now. You are watching wherever you are. You want to receive Jesus. You are here in the sanctuary. You want to receive Jesus. Place your right hand on your chest right now as we pray this prayer of faith. Place your right hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me my sins. I return to you today and I'm asking for mercy. Jesus, ask, have mercy on me. Father, I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. You pray that prayer with me. Lift up your right hand to heaven wherever you are. I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand to heaven. I want to pray for you. I decree the grace of Jesus. Rise to your feet. If you, have, you pray that prayer, rise to your feet. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. I decree the hand of God rest upon you. The grace to walk with Jesus to the end is released upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You will not be found in sin anymore. The grace to resist sin is released. In Jesus' mighty name, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and celebrate Jesus. Now, one of the things we said was that to enjoy restoration, you praise him. Now, this is restoration praise. As you celebrate God in the next few minutes, Whatever you have lost shall be returned expressly. Is somebody ready? Is somebody ready? Let's celebrate Jesus in praise. Let's go. Celebrate Jesus.
you have been empowered for all-round victory, exploit, and unquestionable dominion over all life challenges. The end has come to all struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimonies with us by calling us on 031-301-6266 or 074-575-9240. You can equally send us an email to wmadaben at yahoo.com. Best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at in Durban. Our services hold on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for English and Zulu interpreted services and on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. God bless you.